Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now, your host, Scott Mulvaney, and our regular Wim Hof Method co-host, Travis Rosnos. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, once again, we are bringing back one of our new 2018 returning co-hosts. This gentleman is the creator of The Drop, a man's pursuit of purpose through masculine practice. His website domain to find that is his name, Travis Rosnos. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me back. So we were about to go off on a tangent, which is why I need to hit record right away because this happens. That's why we vibe so well. That's why you're one of my welcomed new returning co-hosts. And for our newer listeners... The reason why Travis was added to the lineup is uh, he's, he's a part of a unique methodology. I've been wanting to use that word today, methodology. Um, Travis, how would you like to catch up our newer listeners on this interesting methodology that you and I were just joking around about uh, in reference to how you closed out your 20s a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Closed out my 20s running a workshop here in Austin, Texas yep. last Saturday. And it's the Wim Hof Method. So you think about the Wim Hof methodology as a form of yoga that induces an activated state through controlled breath practice and focus meditation and gradual exposure to ice cold water. So those, those three elements together are a very practical way to basically hack the autonomic nervous system to increase the strength of the immune system and to basically tap your inner strength at all levels to the cellular level. Even I was actually going to say, uh, I was waiting for this here, the cellular thing. Cause this is, this is, would you say, cause I haven't been through your training. I mean, would you say that this method because I agree with the cellular level. We talk a lot about cellular level stuff on this show, actually, in many different oh, nice. ways. So uh, would you say that this this ice training, the cold training, um, could actually literally tap into maybe the mitochondrial level of our cells? I don't know how much they've ever, they've ever talked about science in your training methods, but I know the mitochondria at the depths of our cells is, uh, is literally like the energy, like the power plants. So like our body is full of millions of cells, and within those cells is mitochondria. And we're always trying to find ways nowadays to kind of hack that and optimize that, improve its health, improve its power, its energy. So I'm just wondering, was that ever discussed in your training to become an instructor in that method? Yes. Sweet. Of course, because as complicated as the human organism is, there's many, uh, there's many processes and systems and layers that are all working together. And a lot of those processes are, um, I guess involuntary, right? Mm -hmm. Out of our control to a certain extent. Some of them that we do control and that's uh, whether we're in a gas pedal moving forward action taking mode or a more calm resting, you know, um, grounded mode. Okay. And the cell, you know, the, the mitochondria is that brain and energy hub of it's taking on all these processes, right? Where Forever, it was basically said you can't really voluntarily influence what's going on with those processes. The method actually has science to back prove essentially that we, you know, it does allow you to 
voluntary and voluntarily influence or at least control um, through controlled breathing those processes in the ice bath you can think of the ice bath as one of the better you know nature's best offering for us to train our circulatory system right our cardiovascular system like we train our muscles right a lot of people go yeah you know we we train those things but you can tell my my, my shirt right now is actually still sweaty because i love being transparent because i literally just arrived back to fire this up and i came from doing uh crossfit uh, actually today actually as of last night the crossfit open has launched and uh, so that means Uh. every week for the next how many weeks we're going to CrossFit the organization releases an official workout that we all around the world get to compete in. So I just got done doing the first one. So nice. p- again, training and strength and muscle and sweat fest, but I like to tap into what you're hit- hitting on right now, just because like I'm hot, I'm sweaty, but there's definitely some benefits to cold therapy that a lot of these people are trying to figure out and hack. So. Yeah. And it, we're at a, we're at very early stages of this actually. Um, for decades, a lot of the research w- had shown just the um, the downsides to really extreme cold temperatures, like hypothermia, but that's extended, like if you're submerged for 20 minutes or more. And so it's really only eight years ago where there's a lot more research coming out um, around what are the short-term benefits, right? Submerging yourself in only, you know, two to 10 minutes and a lot of benefits, <laughs> you know. So, well, I mean, I, I could, I could definitely say that I've, uh, I've attempted the, 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 what they, some places call it the polar challenge to do it for like yeah, fundraising. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've done yeah. that for charity. It's, uh, when you're not used yeah. to maybe your training, um, it's, an, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. I, st- I still intense. can't put it into words after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's funny. You've yeah. been on, you've been on the podcast before, but I haven't brought that up. I was like, oh yeah, I've done one of those polar plunges, polar challenges, whatever. Um, you, didn't t- you didn't tell me when I make it out, when I make it out your way, we will be, we'll be doing some cold water stuff. That's scary. Um, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you bringing the, the cute pool? Yeah, we'll get, we'll get you, we'll get you a nice, what, what do we uh, hashtag us? Uh, cute man. Bath. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag cute man bath. Yeah. Yeah. What, what am I referencing? I'm, I'm obviously, this goes back to how we started the episode. I was referencing how you closed out your twenties and you <laughs> yeah. did a workshop but this workshop involved a hashtag cute man bath. Let's please define this for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, we well, the, some of the best pools, like, you know, these workshops we run, right? They're, uh, they're in a lot of major cities. There's probably 30 instructors in the United States. You can go to wimhoffmethod.com and see if there's something near your town, if wherever you live. But um, it's a five-hour experience. Obviously, at the end, everybody gets prepped and mentally strong to take on the ice bath, right? And as an instructor it's so much easier for us to just use a blow up pool that's like smaller and like a kiddie pool. So, you know, it's always like going on Amazon and a lot of our instructors have just these like cute, like flowery pools, which that's what I have. I have a nice little <laughs> bug. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> for our listeners, I, I, we do video sharing on the YouTube channel and I'm currently showing his Instagram, which you can find him at Travis Rosnos, you know, on, on Instagram and you can find this. <laughs> so it's, it's not really flowery. It looks, looks more cartoony. It looks like there's like a little what? fish print. Oh, there's some flowers on there. Yeah. There's a flowery amoeba on the side there. <laughs> exactly. But that guy looks very chill. I mean, not just physically chill, <laughs> but eyes are closed. He looks very meditative. I don't know. How long was he in there for? 
yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my guy Travis actually. Oh, and another Travis. Yeah, he was he was experienced with the method, so for him it was he dropped right into that uh, calming state. You know, two minutes in the bath there. And, now, how uh, how long was he in? Oh, you're just doing two minute intervals, or yeah, yeah, okay. just where it's just a two minute ice bath for most people. Okay. And so here's interesting because I'm looking at, there's two other gentlemen in the Instagram photo behind you, but I can't see their heads. And I'm just looking at, I mean, pardon me. I'm looking at body physique and I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm being ageist or ageism or whatever. But I was like, okay, those guys look older. So do you find that it, people embracing uh, <laughs> flowery, icy man baths and, and, and actually the science behind the Wim Hof method, do you find it's more taken on by the different, the older generation. I don't know the older generation. Yeah. How I saw I got to put it. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. baby no, boomers. No, it's a good question. What we know so far is it's um, definitely more men. Um, like eighty percent men go to these workshops around the world. They feel okay. called, I think, to take on this ice bath, and it ends up being an entirely different experience, mostly spiritual, actually, but. They go into it being like, well, we're going to conquer the ice bath, you know, and it becomes this, um, a different experience oftentimes. And I have noticed the instructors were much, I think, younger and it was more, it was definitely younger, I think. Hmm. Um, my workshop had a few older individuals and I think a lot of other workshops too. There it's, it's becoming one of those things where I think older people that want to really get serious about taking care of themselves, it's a really aggressive, but like exponentially um, healthy way to do it. You know, it's way different than just eating right. And it's way different than like athletic performance. Mm -hmm. um, it's a total mind body connection. And as you mentioned, like cellular health practice, um, you know, bipolar, uh, Lyme's disease. We're talking a lot of diseases that he's, that they've done studies with the method that have proven like, this is a very practical way that we, you don't need to take medication. You can just do this method. So there's a lot of that. I think awareness amongst the younger people has yet to even really begin, hmm. um, talking to younger people around Austin, um, even in Los Angeles, a lot of young, I'm on the dating apps. Right. And I oh, have, yeah. are, so, are you on the swipe? What's the swipe one? Um, yeah. You know, know. Bumble and things like that yeah. a lot. I get one or two asks a day from like younger women that are 23 to 30. Like, what is that? I've never heard of it. Right. Uh, and you know, that's okay. Use the dating apps to drive new traffic to your website. <laughs> right. It's like, well, you can go check out <laughs> travisrosnos.com exactly. and right. uh, study up on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which actually, I never bothered looking. Hold on. Let me let me share your site again because I I, lo I do love your design. We're we're gonna, we're gonna get to some decade discussions here, ladies and gentlemen, too, because uh, I already dropped a hint about him changing decades. But uh, have you built in? Because here's the thing: we've had you on multiple times on the show. I'm hoping to grow awareness around the Wim Hof method again for our listeners. It's W I M space H O F. You can Google it. Or again, go to his website, travisrosens.com. And you, you have the workshops on there. You have the Lean In blog. And did you ever, I haven't dug all the way through everything in the site, but do you actually have explanations on here on what Wim Hof is? Or as an instructor, do they really prefer to have you send people back to the core Wim Hof method site, right, to be properly educated? I don't know. Do you have content yeah. on here? Yeah, no, I don't. And that's for a reason. They, okay. 
I'm primarily, I, I put my own focus of right. running men's work and men's group coaching and okay. the Wim Hof, I can have um, little language, I can have pictures, but they do want it to be very separate. Like I have my own instructor's profile on their website. So right, there I saw that, yeah. Yeah, there's some guidelines where they like commingling, but they they want it to be pretty separate. No, and, and that's that's smart, right? I mean, we talk about a lot of business on the show, so but it's real yeah. quick for our listeners. It's like, yeah, if you have a core brand, um, that's Wim Hof, that's him, right? And then there's yeah. Travis. So Travis yeah. can take the Wim Hof methodology as a certified instructor and apply it to his own brand and create his own school of thought and his own following because each Wim Hof instructor has a diff- is a different person, male, female, yeah. age demographics, yeah. personality traits. Um, yeah. I get it. I get it. So that's good. I mean, so, so basically if people would ask on here about Wim Hof and they're on your site, you would actually just tell them, Hey, if you really want to actually understand Wim Hof at its core, um, definitely go to their site. Um, I just still think it'd be nice to have like at least like a quick bio on Wim Hof because I feel like you'd be tagging it back to them. I will tell you, that's actually a great trick too. Like if you want to make sure they're happy, you make sure you say, hey, if you want to learn more about Wim Hof, here's a quick overview. And if you want right. more detail, go to a site because Google likes websites that, that link, right? That's why our show notes, I backlink everything to your profiles and everything else. It's the, Google likes it when sites are talking to each other. So yeah, I should put his site link on the website. I don't know why I haven't done that. It's a good note. I should do that. Hey, man, just looking out. This is here. You're coming on here to entertain our audience and educate them on new methodologies. I just randomly drop knowledge bombs if I see something that I don't like. And I'm like, hey, man, throw that in there. You don't have to do it. I'm just like, hey, Thank I, you. I was explaining you the other day to somebody. Like, what's a Wim Hof? Uh, what was that called? <laughs> what's, what is what's, a Wim Hof? What is a Wim Hof? Hashtag, what is a Wim Hof? <laughs> And actually, normally, <laughs> normally, until your bath showed up, I would actually go to Instagram and show him Wim Hof's crazy Instagram profile, which again, listeners, I'll have, because we're mentioning his name, to respect Travis's professional relationship, we'll be linking that in the show notes on the website too, so you guys can come back and you yeah. can link to Travis, you can link to Wim Hof, it's no big deal, but, yeah. um, and he's got a crazy profile. <laughs> I'm like, here you go, he's doing yoga poses in boxer shorts on a glacier. That's that's a little surface level of what a Wim Hof is. <laughs> right. But yeah. I love the fact that it is technically rooted in fundamentals like yoga. So yeah, definitely. And I want to connect this go full circle here. Uh you closed out your 20s, right? Just As after yesterday. Yeah. So so happy 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 birthday, happy belated birthday when this airs, um whatever. The either way, dude, you're you're into a whole new exciting decade. Um yeah. So I, I want to set the stage for this because uh, how much do you think you learn in your 20s, right? Like you feel pretty confident, uh, especially the past couple years. Can you just f- fundamentally fathom what the 30s are going to be like now? Since I've already been there. So I, I'm just I'm just intrigued, right? Because like you and I are very close now. Like I'm well by yeah. ten years, but I turned forty September two thousand seventeen. You just turned thirty here in February two thousand eighteen. So it's like okay, we've we've got a nice little decade shift going on between both of us, just different experiences. Yeah, I look at the twenties as chaotic, mm. you know, and. One thing's certain, everything is going to be changing all the time, you know, but I, I look at the thirties and I, 
I'm picturing a lot more clarity and the way in which I learn will be actually minimized because I have a lot more structure in how I prioritize, what I'm open to, how I, you know, what my passions are. Like there's more clarity, but I look at the thirties and when it comes to learning, like I think it's almost going to be more simple Hmm. Um, that there's going to be a lot more depth to the experience for sure. Um, but I'm seeing like this essentialist and minimalist uh, a- approach to everything in my 30s. I'm glad versus... you're throwing in minimalism. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I, and, lear- and, I learned that in my 30s, right where you're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. It was a year ago where I was like, this is uh, definitely a lifestyle thing. It's not like just getting rid of some of the shit in your closet, but it's an entire approach to personal development to how you run a business like just less is more in so many ways but anyway long story short you know the 30s I look at um as a way to slow down and actually just um spend more time in doing things that are that create joy versus this chaotic (laughs) well let's be real um I've been there, right? I actually, actually I can say that now, as weird as that is, right? Oh, I got ten years on you. I've been there, done that. I feel like a jackass you, just saying. Well, that. you keep bringing it up, so I feel. I feel. But I'm like- aging myself, actually. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to you, it's like, hey, man, you're only thirty, and I'm forty now. I'm like, but it's okay. You know, I'm engaged. I'm like, oh man, I'm now actually officially getting old. I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, hold on. You, you saw that on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah, the new bling, and I'm not normally a trophy guy, but I'm pretty damn proud of that. So that was from. The gym I just came from today, they had their internal CrossFit competition called Crush. And they do that like the over the month prior to the big CrossFit Open just to get people inspired and motivated to see where they're at. But also deep down, because I'm friends with the owner, he's like, no, it's also a way to get people physically fit enough like to finally test them to see if they're ready to challenge themselves in the Open so they know where they come in at. So it's very interesting, right. but I, I won my age group because I'm the young guy now. I'm 40. So here's one, yeah. one, here's an advantage of getting older with people, whether right. you, run, you run races, biking, skiing yeah. events. Like yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. I'm now called in the CrossFit world. I'm called a master's athlete. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm the young guy. So I was like, wait a minute, I should be able to start winning stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you sh- absolutely. I hear you on that. So, uh, but I, back to my point is, uh, man, when, when I was 30. I, I had a lot of tug of war, dude. I was, well, I mean, you know, part of my history. So I, I got excited for this podcast last night because I was burned out. I, I just got done traveling back from Buffalo, New York. And I, I was in Syracuse and then Rochester and then Buffalo, New York. So that's a huge loop of business travel when I drove. So yeah. I closed out in Buffalo yesterday at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, with gas stops and you know food and stuff like that. It's like, that's a six hour drive home. Normally, normally five and a half. I'm like, well, I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. But my client was in the car. So we ended up just working the whole way back and talking. And she's on my nice. Wi-Fi. Anyway, nice. the point is this. I got excited last night because I was like, I knew I was talking with you today. And I think I didn't realize this. But my fiance, she's looking at a new ski jacket. Because uh, on the 28th of February to March 10th, I'll be unplugging. And we'll be skiing in Colorado. So we'll be in Vail. 10 days of just... I'm unplugging, dude. (laughs) All the podcasts will be scheduled out and automated. If there's any social media stuff happening, it'll be, I would have scheduled it through my apps. I am unplugging. I haven't done a full unplug in a while and I'm kind of excited by it. So, but part of this was she looked at a jacket 
and I'm going to get to my point right now. I, she's obviously she's looking at a jacket that we would wear for our wedding because you know we're going to do heli skiing in Banff, Canada, right? We're going to the cold, so because we're we're cold lovers, so and so I forget what brand it was, but they had the model was called Fire and Ice, so it was a white jacket with like blue and red on her shoulders, one one of the styles, and I kind of dug it. She didn't dug it. I'm like, you know, you don't understand the balance between fire and ice and fire and water. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm the former firefighter, and then Ah. you're the guy trained in cold weather training. And I was like, dude, it kind of goes back to when you and I had our first podcast together, and we were geeking out, and you're in this launch, you're trying to grow the drop, you're moving to Texas, and that's when I was inspired. I'm like, you know, I like your lifestyle jam. I'm like, I think you could be a fun new co-host. And just things just started clicking, right? And then, like, literally last night, I'm like, holy crap, we're fire and ice, man. Like, fire and ice. Fire, I mean, I, I thought I'd throw it out there. I wasn't sure if that would inspire you or what, but I was like, <laughs> I love it. It's so, like a, it's like a goose and whatever, right? On oh, there. Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> now, first of all, that's actually impressive because like a lot of people right now, our millennial audience, are going to be like, wait a minute, Matt, fire. Wait, hold on. Who's goose? Yeah. Who's goose and what? So we we just referenced a classic. Uh, Actually, I don't know if it's the 80s or the 90s, but Top Gun with Tom Cruise. So, yeah, great classic movie. Um, I think everything (laughs) makes a comeback. I dig it, man. Fire and ice. That's that's you know. Well, because I'm like my brand being fired up and everything else, and one of the sub layers within your brand is Wim Hof, which comes from cold training. But also, people have to realize this: like part of this cold training, and I haven't gone through a program with you, but I know that. I learned about the power of breathing. I've done yoga and like when I'm doing fitness and I've coached CrossFit for a couple of years and I'm always telling guys, I'm watching people like, looks like their lungs are going to rip out of their chest. I'm like, guys, control your breathing, you know, like, yeah. and, and throughout the workout today, I'm, I'm training against two guys who are way stronger than I am and they're breathing like crap. And every once in a while, even though we're like, we're not competing against each other, but I'm like, guys, like every third breath, take a long nose breath. I'm yelling that at them in the middle of my workout because I tell it to everybody. And people are like, why is that always something you say? And I said, because I've been a cyclist for years. I'm an endurance athlete. I've done it in firefighting. Like when I take a long, slow, deep breath, especially through the nose and I hold it, I can reset my heart rate. I mean, it just drops. So you lose that craziness. I mean, is that... Does that relate to some of what you do? Yeah, and even in the workshops beyond teaching the, because the the method has a very specific controlled, you know, breathing technique to it, right? Mm. And it's a form of hyperventilation and breath hold retention. But I go into teaching box breath and other things okay. that people can use to look at breath as a way to control their state and their system, whether they're at work and they're stressed out or they're you know, peak athletic, you know, activity. And there's the breath is the key, right. To, mm-hmm. to everything. Uh, well, really. Well, do you know why I just brought that up? I'm going to go full circle again. You were just talking to us about relating to your twenties to the thirties, right? You're excited about moving into your thirties, looking for clarity, right? Finding more minimalism, finding more structure and how the twenties seemed erratic. So I'm kind of relating that to, inexperienced breathing versus maturity and breathing, right? I don't know. I wasn't sure if you'd make the connection on it, but I'm like, I thought we'd have fun with that because I know you've had some inspirations and some thoughts to move into your thirties with, but I thought I'd throw something as simple as that out there. Like our listeners don't understand the power of breathing. And I, 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 when you were talking about that, that's what I'm thinking of. I remember my twenties, 
I'm trying to hustle through the corporate world, climb the ranks, trying to make promotions and salary upgrades and everything else. I've talked about this many times on the show. Yeah. And then as you get older, it's like, holy crap, you pull your head out of your butt. <laughs> you slow yeah. down a little bit. You learn to find minimalism, right? And it's like, wait a minute, things can get simpler. And yeah. The millennials yeah. are our part of our target audience on this, not just the Gen Xers and not just anybody else, but Gen X millennials. That's me. Like I'm the Gen X guy. You're more tapped in closer to the millennial generation. So it's like, I want to make sure this is kind of a theme that's coming out. At least some of my inspiration from talking to you now that you're in your thirties and you're relating back to your twenties. So where, where do you think about all this? Yeah, I think when it comes to, especially the millennial younger sliver of that, cohort like there i think the common mindset for um you know wanting more in life or whatever it's it, the first place to start is usually like oh how do i do this and there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of like tactics and there's a lot of like everybody's you, looking for the how they're looking for the hack they're looking for yeah, optimization yeah yeah, yeah we all, we've all done route, it the quick and easy route yeah and so when i think when i bridge my 20s to my 30s and it's um there's more uh foundation in principle and so all that means to me is that before i have to worry about doing anything or strategizing you know it's is what what form of principle does it come from from more of like who i am and being versus like having to do and hack something hmm. and now breath is uh although it's a hack when you get technical with forms of breath like if you want the how to like just mature and like become more simple and kind of who you perceive yourself to be and kind of how you put yourself out there to be right. Breath that breath is a great place to start. Like that sounds really simple, but it is extremely true. Like I didn't ever think about breath and I was doing yoga in my twenties, but I still was, I still was doing yoga and was a lot really unconscious too of like the breath. I was there for like a workout and I was there for other reasons. But, um, I mean, a lot of what I've done the last three years has been specifically, um, in addition to the Wim Hof has all been around, um, breath work. Hmm. And, um, when you, when you have a good foundation of controlling your breath, a lot of other things come a little bit easier, uh, because it's so physiological, right? Like it's our entire nervous system and it's entire, it's our health, right? How we breathe and how healthy our our breath capacity is. I can I can go ahead and relate right now. Our listeners can't tell this, but I can tell this because I'm sitting here talking to Travis. I'm a high energy guy. I'm guilty of this, by the way. So I'm going to go ahead and call myself out. Um, let's just look at how you speak. Whether we look at it or we hear it to our listeners, like less power podcast and you can hear this. Travis, you're very composed. I mean, you're not erratic. You're not overly spontaneous. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you could tell... Yeah. That there's something to, you're at a different level with your breathing. And hmm. if you, because I've done a lot of public speaking and I'm increasing that more. Yeah. And in yeah, public yeah. speaking, they tell you like a cool, calm, composed person on yeah. stage and still being able to get through to the audience and not losing control, right? Not yeah. showing nervousness. Like this is all stuff they talk about, but do they really tap into something as simple as breathing to help right. you gain composure? I love it, man. I love right? that connection. I, I love it. It's interesting. It's cause I've done, you know, a couple of years too in this, the framework is again, it's a lot of breath work 
um, outside of the Wim Hof, you know, but we, we had a coach, for example, come into our men's group late last year, and he's actually a very, pretty famous actor. He's done very well in Hollywood. And he also teaches voice and acting classes. Mm. And he did a two hour voice workshop in one of our weekends where it was 80% breath actually of like, if you're gonna have composed uh, voice and you're able to express your full, like your deeper tonality of like how your voice can be presented like right. breath was breath was 80 percent of it uh versus you know um increase your pace this way and change how you you know um, put focus on this you know it was all breath really so yeah when it comes to uh, how we uh are you know for confident and how we you know portray ourselves like it all goes actually, you know, breath is kind of the first place really almost to start hmm. um, with all that. But anyway, thanks for the compliment. I appreciate it. Well, it's, 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 it's beyond compliment, compliment, uh, complimentary, whatever. I'm losing my words right now, but it's uh, <laughs> that's a power podcasting, right? Like, like, oh, wow, I'm losing my vocabulary. You're a busy guy. You're a busy guy. It's okay. But I'm, I'm cool, calm, and collected. I'm not freaking out about it. Um, I'm just also high off of coming off that workout. But the... Uh, <laughs> what we're talking about here is this is this is something that I like to get through to people because again tying this all back into what we're talking about you leaving the twenties moving into the thirties um, being inspired about finding minimalism and it's listen there's so our to our listeners guys there's so many levels of minimalism I'm yeah not. I don't brand myself as a minimalism guru. Like I have a, I have a microphone boom here. I mean, that's probably not very <laughs> minimalist, um, but I geek out in different ways. Like when I travel, like I, I've just been traveling all week. I have one travel bag. It's a, it's made by Thule, which makes, you know, roof racks and it's like more outdoorsy gear, but it's got an integrated laptop sleeve. It's, I mean, I can just leave with one bag. That'll be my bag that I take to Colorado. My fiance will have a giant suitcase and everything else. And now granted, I'm putting my ski pants and ski jacket in her suitcase, or it usually goes in our ski bags. We fly with our skis out there, but I love being lean and mean. It's a challenge to me. Like when I bring my yeah. vitamins, and stuff, I have all these little special devices to keep like my vitamins organized and everything else, but it's, it's clean. It's simple. I've, I've posted stuff up on Instagram, just showing off how I travel, like little hacks and stuff. Because my thing is this. It's, it's all about finding what works for you. And one thing I love about what we talked about today is the fact that it's freaking breathing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. our guys, like, it's not rocket science. Let's tie it back to why we freak out in our 20s because we feel like we have to hustle, 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 go, 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 go. And then next thing you know, you're 30 and you're like, what did I do? Because for me, I never got the way to go go away to college. I worked my way initially through the first attempt at university and then at Penn State and then got into a startup company and was like, oh, it's great. I'll make more money. I don't need a degree. I'm gonna, and then years later, went back to school on nights and weekends. This is before fire. So I was just go, go, go all the time. And I was partying and having fun and stuff, but I wasn't, back then, I wasn't going on ski trips to Colorado. I wasn't uh, even considering making a, my own logo and making stickers and hats and launching a podcast show and, and, and connecting with people like yourself. Like this is, that was my twenties. I was just, I had my blinders on so tight and just trying to chase the ladder and, and just, I wasn't yeah. slowing down. I was single the whole time. I was, I had shallow, you know, date, quick dating relationships, stuff like that. Like, let's be real, right? Like 
you don't have to get to your 30s to connect yeah. on some of what you and I are talking about right now. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm inspired to support people to take on some of these principles earlier right? <laughs> than, than, than 30. You know, I mean, some of the things I learned from 28 to 30, um, you know, like one of the main principles or not principles, but just, again, I have a few notes here on like kind of what I learned in my thirties, but like making a living is not making a life. And like that really, that really got heavy for me, like 27 years old where I was like, making a I'm living not, is not making a life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm making a living, but I'm not, I'm not really making a life. Like I'm just doing a lot, you know, but, um, but I looked at this and I, and I'm like, you know, I wish I could have gotten more serious about that concept at like 24, like even just three years, it's, you know, I'm grateful for everything, you know, that happened and how it's all going down, but uh, time is very valuable to us, right? Especially if you're conscious about the lack of time we really, we really actually have. Uh, three years, like, man, if I could have been more conscious about, about around the ways in which I was making a living mostly and not really making a life, like I would have been very grateful for that, that insight, you know, um, and how important it really is. So yeah, you don't have to wait till your thirties to figure out some simple things. Um, breath is a gateway and it has been a gateway for me in a variety of ways, mm -hmm. but yeah. Well, it's interesting. So this morning before we hopped on this show, and I will say this social media, when used the right way, can be a powerful tool. We've talked about this before as well. And, um, I got one of those cause I already had a time hop app, but now Facebook does these throwback things and everything. Oh um, yeah. So I want to share this with you because like, this is totally tapping into what you're talking about right now. So I shared this on Facebook this morning. This is from seven years ago in Arizona. My second year of, I was about to start my second year as a hotshot in wildland firefighting. And some of my fire buddies right before the season, we said, hey, let's, let's test where everybody's at physically, fitness-wise and endurance-wise. Let's go do this 200-mile relay race. <laughs> I'm losing it already. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've never coughed on a podcast because I'm cracking up right now. I can't hold myself back because I was like 200 mile relay race. Like, sure. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, um, right. and you can see this map here, man. Like this was not just around Phoenix. Like we were, I don't know how big it is on your screen, but it was, it was a long route. <laughs> I mean, it was up here in Wickenburg all yeah. the way down. We were like West of Phoenix. And then you run up through the desert up into the on the edge of the mountains and then you're still not in Phoenix yet through Scottsdale and then down around and you end up down near Tempe south of Phoenix so right just crazy so That's the nuts. cool the cool thing about this was and and this is what I didn't realize was I forgot one of the reasons why we were doing this race and in this mm -hmm. this was more than just oh hey man bunch of fire guys. We ran 200 miles, right? It was a 12 man team. It was a great way to bring people together, do teamwork, team building. Cause it, I've never done a race like that. I've done marathons and half marathons, but you literally run intervals. It's a relay. Yeah, so like gosh. I hope I did the first leg. The first leg was over nine miles, but then you stop and we have two vans and you shuttle each other along the route. And then you, you rotate your people. So it's, oh my gosh. you might not run again in another three, four hours. So I've never done yeah. that where you're all out. And then you stop wow. and then you're yeah. sitting in a van, you're sitting in a freaking van and, and you're like, your legs are tightening up and then you got to go run again. <laughs> so that's insane. And then at one point it's like two 30 in the morning or something ridiculous or four o'clock in the morning for one of my legs, I'm running through the desert with a headlamp on 
and they warned us in the in the <laughs> well, wow. I'll stop sharing. They warned us in the in the race prep. They said, "Listen, the people who do the overnight legs, just be ready. You're going to be tired, sleep deprived because you you can't snap nap, snap that. Or, or, you know, you're not really sleeping properly. Um, also, we found that some people kind of freak out running in the dark, <laughs> and." They start, they literally turn around. They second guess themselves. They turn around and start running backwards because they, th- and they start yelling at you saying, you're going the wrong way. Like they said, right. if you, if you're confident that you're going the right way, just keep going. <laughs> just crazy stuff. But That's here's the nuts. crazy thing. I forgot, um, why I posted this map and a bunch of photos. It wasn't just a, Hey, we were doing this, but I went back and found the old album, which I had privatized on Facebook and I found a comment in there. And I'm going to mention a name here right now. His name was Dalton Lassiter. And this is going to talk about how you said, you know, you know, we only have so much time on this earth. So Dalton Lassiter was a rookie firefighter like myself on our crew. Um, I was the old guy because I was 31. And this kid was 18. And he, um, so he made it through the whole fire. I mean, this, this guy went to the fire academy. You know, I went to a fire academy. But he went to like actual like college fire academy. This kid was all in. He had yeah. a, he had a twin brother, which was weird. Um, I mean, like I, I never not that there's anything wrong with twins, but just it was really they were identical. Um, yeah. Twins are crazy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know he he was young. He was eighteen. He was still finding his way. He was overthinking everything. He was screwing up all the time. But he was a hard worker. So the superintendent, we were called. Um, soup bitches uh myself and him because there's a super the superintendent's truck is like the leader of our pack and then we have two big crew carrying vehicles that's that's how hot shots live we're in the back of these big metal boxes and all of our tools all of our fuel all of our everything is you so we're a full mobile unit so we can deploy three states away just drive there so the superintendent's truck is very very important it's like a command center so he put dalton in charge of it and then he put me on it and i'm like why I, i i heard historically there's only one soup bitch and then after months go by, I realized that I, th- I think he wanted me because I was older and he was hoping that I would rub off on him. I learned this a year later. Well, anyway, at the end of the first fire season, he unfor- there, was un- there was an unfortunate accident. He survived hot shot while in firefighting. He's at home with his brother in, um, in Northern California. And uh, they were cleaning guns at the kitchen table. And there was a round in a chamber and it went off and his twin brother killed him. Oh, my gosh. That's so terrible. not, not to bring this episode down, but yeah. wow. I, I forgot. I mean, I, I'm not, I'll never forget Dalton because he, right. was, he was like a right hand guy to me. We were, we we're fire brothers. We fought fire together. He was a pain in my ass. Cause he would forget shit half the time. He drove me nuts. <laughs> you know? Wow. But so I forgot we ran that race in his memory as well. I, I found the comments back on that photo album and I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot. And I, said, I said in memory of Dalton Lasseter and I haven't said his name in years. And I can't believe wow, I forgot man. about that. So I wanted to tie that into this as I, as I have chills right now because you never know what you just said is really important. I want this to come through to our listeners. This comes through, I hope, at all different demographics and all different ways on this podcast show and with what you and I share on social media is that sure we had to challenge ourselves. We have to live, dude. Like he he yeah. he he had a whole fire that kid would have been a career hotshot. He would have worked his way up to the top. I know it. I know it. Like I, I was just a two-year adventure guy. Like I, w- I went out there, I went to challenge myself for two years as the old guy on the crew, and and then and then now I'm here doing this. So, but I knew that kid was all in, man. He would have been there right now. I know we still would have been in touch, but I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Not necessarily Dalton, but going back to what you just made a point on is there's only so much yeah. time we have. 
Yeah. And yeah, thank you, I, thank you for letting me share that story. So, of course, yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing it. It's, it's a, uh, it's a really sharp, and, you know, clear, example, right? Of like, you just never know, you know, and like so much is going on in our world right now, where there's a lot of reasons for people to trust the world and trust people way less and stuff, and that's unfortunate um, because of how our world is working. Uh, but for people in their 20s, especially, there's um, so much opportunity to, to be distracted mm-hmm. and to really never, I mean, I, I even think like super aware and educated and intelligent people in their 20s, like there's still um, a lot of distraction um, from this concept, right? Of like, you know, we don't really have a lot of time and you never really know, you know, YOLO, you only live once, there's all these things. And I didn't really take it serious too. And I was, I consider myself more, I think, aware than maybe a lot of people in their twenties. And and I still had a lot of blinders on too and stuff. And I really didn't even start really thinking about, you know, how life is really short and like how all my decisions and my actions and choices should like reflect my connection to that concept that I don't really have that much time. And that didn't really happen until like 28, 29 years old. And now I feel it every day. Honestly, I feel it more and more every single day, not even really in a morbid way. I'm actually very, I'm actually super grateful with like my ongoing developing relationship with like death and how I look at it and how I'm going to continue to look at it and use it as fuel, Mm -hmm. not as this thing that our society, by the way, looks at death as like a terrifying thing. Like most families, like, you know, my mother, like me and my grandmother, like, Growing up, being raised by just my mother, and my grandmother, like I remember specifically so many times where they were like, you know, let's not talk about that. Like, you know, let's not talk about this event that happened or death. And that's really common, right? I, a lot of families do not talk about death. They don't. Um, it's not looked at healthily or practiced with healthily, I think, in our culture. And it's a shame because it can actually be used in a great way. Um, anyway, that's what I have to say. <laughs> no, guess. that's good. I wanted to make sure this connected to you. And um, yeah, yeah. okay, uh, I'm all about weird stuff. I found the album. I got to share this too because, like, the, the album, the photo album. Sorry. So, real quick, I got to share this for you just because I want to make sure this. This is you're going to get a kick out of how why I'm going to connect to you in a second on this. I want you when I pan to the last photo. You're gonna laugh when you see the number. That I, reason why why I shared this. So, so there. This is my squad boss. This guy was this crazy hippie guitar playing dude. I loved him, man. He was uh, Mike. Mike Watson's a wildcat man. <laughs> yeah. Um, wearing the infidel shirt, and he he ran in in the deserts of Arizona with a freaking beanie on. I'm like, okay. Um, wow. But one second. So this is Dalton Lasseter. He was a goofball. <laughs> this was actually a photo we took. But before we got into one of the one of these big old like Vietnam style helicopters, this was on the uh, on the Mexican border, and we were about to fly into the mountains of the Chiricahua Mountains. Uh, which, by the way, that new um, did, I don't know if you saw I don't know if you're a big movie guy, but the new movie that came out, the story of the uh, the fallen nineteen, the hot shots that were killed in Arizona in 2013, uh, is called Only the Brave. Only the Brave, it's called, and they mentioned wow. the hor- the horseshoe fire in that movie. 
that was where I took these photos. So the fire they're talking about in the movie from 2010, 2011 was the same fire that we were assigned to with them. And we actually camped out on the same ridge with those guys who passed away. But Dalton and I were about ready to get on a helicopter. Normally, normally we hiked up, but that day they needed us up there fast. So they were flying us up. Uh, Anyway, so that was, you you have to have a chin strap on. So we're making fun of the fact that, you know, oh, the helicopter could blow your helmet off. And I just, I haven't seen this photo in years. So that's Dalton Lasseter. Um, And that's actually him. uh, We're on line duty, making sure there's no fire crossing the line. But right there, dude. This vehicle is from the Ragnar Relay Race. That was one of our SUVs. So obviously we were doing it for Dalton, but look at the number. And how old are you now? Yeah, <laughs> man, 30. I, I, I just thought that was kind of weird. Like just now I found the photos, I'm popping up for you. And I'm like, oh, look at that. We're talking about you turning 30. And our vehicle was actually, we were, we were called number 30. <laughs> so uh, anyway, just having some fun with that. So um, there's uh yeah, man, that's uh <laughs> It's just funny we're talking about all this today. It just seems like it's all well, we were meant to have this chat. So that's great that you can reflect on it. You know, sometimes reflecting on things like that that are not all that. Uh, and again, fun. dude, in my twenties, I didn't think like this. I didn't connect like what I just did here. Like I'm, I'm feeding off of what you're going on in here, man. I'm like, dude, like I didn't think about photos with a number thirty on it and how it connects together and how we were joking around earlier about fire and ice. And I'm like. And now, I mean, that's something that I gained in my 30s. That's not because I'm 40 now. Like, that's something that I gained. Like, I, you learn. I mean, this is the power of maturity, right? You, but yeah, I, sure. I, also, I, want, I want to tie this back to your point. You don't need to be a Gen Xer like me or a, a millennial cusp guy like you, you know, or, or a pureborn millennial or what's, whatever the newest generation is. I don't know what they're calling that, Z. Um, but age is only a number. It's, sure. it's how we hack if I don't use that word, it's how we hack life, man. It's be prepared to think outside the box. Don't follow the norm. Um, don't stay surface level is something that's kind of hanging in my head. So I'm just not sure if there's any other inspirations really that are left in your, in your head right now, as far as in your thirties now, but I'm like, that's just something that I want to kind of mention on, on this whole decade shift thought process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thought process. Yeah. You know, I, there's, um, Well, the biggest thing that comes up for me, like looking when you try to connect with somebody maybe in their 20s, um, there's all these like little mini windows, like 28 to 30 is way different than like 24 to 26 and 20 to 22. Um, because like our brains are still developing, right? Till like the age of 25 and there's all these new pathways being created. There's a lot happening. Um, and maturity really comes from you know, if I, if I had to like define maturity, um, it's almost like you need to experience life circumstances, um, that are maybe challenging, um, and like a very extreme in a challenging way. And also in a joyful way, uh, whether you're creating those circumstances for yourself, like consciously or, or not. Right. because everything is like, we create meaning, we create a reality. And so, um, the big shift from like even younger twenties to the later twenties is like, is the empowerment piece. Like most people aren't even empowered enough to know like that they can create how they look at the world, no matter the circumstances, how they can change their attitude or their belief, like no matter the circumstances. And a lot of people don't even ever, ever get to that point, no matter their age, the twenties is a great opportunity to like 
focus a lot on on how how to empower yourself to do that because um the, the sooner you really understand that like and because it's really simple and you can understand that at 22 23 like you don't have to wait until you're later to do it but we're so busy and distracted with so much shit in our young 20s where like we don't we don't like we just don't have the focus to do it and like my big lesson like my last lesson on here like would be fine is find mentorship early because mm -hmm. mentorship will ha will help you understand that point like there's a skill set and there's a way for you to create meaning and entirely empower yourself no matter what your circumstances are and mentorship is a great way to do that because i mean if i mentor someone i'm 30 and i mentor somebody at 24 on all these things like they have a fire hose to hacking and you know shortcutting all of some of the bullshit that we might put ourselves through so mentorship like if i knew about mentorship but i did not seek mentorship out until later i would have sought out mentorship five to six or seven years earlier uh for sure so it's yeah. interesting you bring that up because this comes up in conversation often i try and explain to people why there's a lot of people who say this is a great way to actually start bringing the show to a close too. But, uh, so people really understand this point that you just discussed and I don't know, I don't want them to like get distracted any more content. Right. But it's the generational gap is real. Um, people do feel that the younger generation right now, the millennials are lost or they're yeah. lazy or right. they're needy. Right. I hear it all. And I'm like, yeah. listen, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been to some powerful millennial you know, inspired entrepreneurial events. Yeah. There's guys out there hustling and kicking ass and taking names. It doesn't matter how old you are, especially at Thrive Make Money Matter, stuff like those events. And yeah. one thing I've seen is that it's the only difference is that they opened their minds up earlier. Yeah. Or they or and or they they were they they chose to search out the mentorship and leadership. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's the hack, if you want to call it a hack. Totally. Is, guys, totally. I don't care how old you are, even me, I have to learn that yeah, I don't right. know everything, bro. Yeah, I'm older and I have a lot of life experiences, but if you're slamming your freaking head up against the wall in life and in business or in health, yeah. reach out for help. Totally. Get that's, mentors. Yeah, that's... Or a men's group, something. Or a women's any group. Form, <laughs> any form of support. I mean, like, come on. Like, that's the beauty of this whole thing, right? Is we're, we're on a journey of learning till, the, till, till it all, the lights go out, you know, to the end, so mentorship is that i do think that's a lifelong thing for sure I, I i fully i fully believe that and will dedicate my entire life to mentorship in some way for myself and to mentor other people so that's a huge hack man oh my gosh anybody in their 20s it's like find mentorship mm -hmm. that's it <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah I mean, and you're that's for real and your 30s too right because now you have a whole other yeah. decade out there and one thing I learned in my 30s was I, I started working with coaches because every good coach has a coach. All right. We're yep. constantly leveling up. The advantage of a coach working with a coach or a mentor working with a mentor is that you have somebody there also to call you out on your shit, <laughs> uh, but right. also to say, all right, have we tapped out that resource? Is it time to level up to a new coach or a new mentor? Uh, but if you're not at least working with one at some point, how are you supposed to know if you're, if it's, if it's time to even try a new one? Right. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. if you're not working with any, well, you don't know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great time now too, because we, we, we do have a, a big shift in, um, in opportunities, I think in mentorship. Right. Oh, so yeah. like, 
it, it's a great it's a great time for connecting people in a container of mentorship now more than obviously any it's other so time exciting in history which is which is pretty great yeah so it's stuff like that right now you and i are hanging out on a zoom call if we yeah, weren't doing great. a podcast this <laughs> would be a, yeah, an sure. example of how you can do mentorship yeah. or coaching you don't totally. if, if you're the kind of uh again listeners is your hint if you're the kind of person who needs visual stimulation use a video platform or audit auditory use skype use zoom you hell use you could do live video over facebook okay again going back to my point using facebook as a tool you could do a facebook chat over facebook messenger i mean or you could be old-fashioned just get on the phone <laughs> um, right right like this there's there's so many platforms and domains of support. The the we are blessed, especially here first world style in the US of A. I mean, it's we have platforms, we have technology and use it. You know? Right. Yeah. Right on. No, I I love it. I think we we uh we got into some really uh I think potentially like really polarizing concepts and ideas and like also really, really important um, important ideas for, for, um, you know, as myself, I'm looking towards the thirties, I'm looking back at the twenties, all the things we talked about today, I think are really, uh, we're opening the knowledge jar for anybody that's, um, in their twenties specifically, but also in their thirties. Yeah. But let's, uh, uh, and I'll close out on that subject too, is like, I, I joke around. I'm like, one of the advantages of me launching this podcast is that <laughs> I get to take advantage of this too. Right. Like I'm not just the host, no. ladies and gentlemen, like, I get to end a phone call. I get to own, end a Zoom call. That's one of the reasons why I pick certain regular co-hosts, right? Like I have Dr. Megan Cannon, who's my sports psychologist. I got Aaron yeah. Sperold, who's a sports nutritionist. I got you yeah, more on the nice. lifestyle piece. Even though we're all, we're, we are all, depending on the episode, discussing health, business, lifestyle, different things here. But the nice. point is like, that's the other beauty of like repetition is that all of us take something positive out of this episode every time we get together. And maybe it powers yeah. something through that day or through that week. So unofficially, this is almost like a, a yeah. you know, unofficial mentoring or coaching session, yeah, but great. we're having fun. We're just we're having a conversation and our listeners get the benefit from that. And that's, that's some of behind, some behind the scenes, why this show exists and why I created it. And yeah, that's what you're doing. That's um, so that your podcast exists as a great platform for references and references yeah. are those stories and those little insights that were we take from other people that can help us um, find ourselves in that story or um, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. That's why the platform of a podcast is truly also amazing. It's yep. an amazing time to be alive for. And the for beauty the, for the you podcast. is like people yeah. listen to this. Okay. So if some people are really drawn to Travis, awesome. They yeah. can go back, they'll go look at the blog notes or just go to travisrosnos.com and you get to get to reach out to you or they can start following you and then building the relationship through social media. And then eventually like, you know what? I might be finally ready to work with Travis. So some people aren't ready to go right away. Uh, but, but back to your point, like we'll have everything linked and backlinked. We talk about Wim Hof. We talk about, you know, thrive, make money matter, whatever, or when people are ready through the consistent digestion of content, they will eventually be ready to take action. And now, if nothing else, at least maybe this one podcast episode or many other podcasts out there can now guide people in the right direction. More reason why I promote podcasts. It's like, guys, like yeah, it's free sure. freaking content. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Take advantage of it. So. I love it, man. I love what you're doing with it. I, I look forward to being back on. Uh, oh, by know, the way, what do you think of the new hat designs? What do you think? Solid. 
Uh, are you? A, I know you have such fabulous hair. I'm not. Sure, I don't think you're a hat guy. Yeah, I can't. I used to be a hat guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I, but, it all depends. but you're right. I have. I have such. Yeah, I, I, I have a haircut later today, but I mean, it's not going to be all nice and airborne as that. I don't know, man. So, <laughs> again, ladies and gentlemen, we do we do stream this on YouTube. So if you want to know what Travis's hair looks like, please go visit the channel. It'll be linked in the blog notes. <laughs> All right, well, Travis, let's bring this show to a close because I don't want to yeah, lose yeah, any of this yeah. valuable content so they can, they can leave great. on a powerful note. You know how we yeah. end the show. Um, is there any oh. kind of closing, all-encompassing? I mean, I'm actually excited to see how you're going to close out for final words because this whole 20s to 30s transition, um, right. I'm excited to hear where your thoughts are at and where you're at right now. It's cool. No, I, th I think we've said everything that needs to be said, actually. I think we, we, knocked, we knocked it out of the park with some really great concepts. How would you Follow sum it up? I mean, look, I, summing, summing up the 20s, I think, is really about um, being aware that you're in a chaotic time. I think most people are, and the more aware you are that, that you're in some chaos, um, find some ways to slow that down. Mentorship is number one on that list. Two, if you want something easy, is breath work. Like, as simple as it sounds, you can completely maintain control of your state, your beliefs, your entire experience if you if you dig into what's available to you in the form of breath work, and there's so much out there, there's the Wim Hof method, there is Kundalini yoga, there is uh, Vinyasa flow yoga, but um, the breath is totally key to um, slowing down the chaos that can, can, can kind of keep you stuck or less fulfilled than your 20s um, could be. Like, I know we talked a lot about the 20s, but it's anybody obviously listening on the show that's not just in their 20s, but that, that's been a lot of the lessons I've had um, and a lot of the ways that I've been able to transition so that's what i have to say on that <laughs> you know well i love it well hang tight i'll give you a proper goodbye off the air ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna sum right. it up for me like he just dropped a lot of bombs on this show i really enjoyed this re uh, return conversation with travis but my takeaways out of his final words were just because i'm a bullet point guy and i wrote it on my marker board it's like i got breath work in my head i've got you know mentorship in my head um slow slowing down the chaos uh, i've got what else I got here? I got, oh, oh, like nurturing your mind and your lifestyle. Age is only a number. Uh, yeah. His quote back from earlier in the show was, you know, how he was really thinking about how making a living is not making a life. And in final words from my own personal front, uh, again, shout out to the family, the Lassiters of California and in my memory of Dalton Lassiter. Uh, mm. Obviously, the last time I got to see him was in 2010 when we closed out our fire season. So uh, never forget the people that made an impact in your life. Don't hesitate to reflect back, especially if it was positive thoughts and positive yeah. memories, right? So, but again, right ladies on. and gentlemen, awesome. that, that's another Live the Fuel show. So again, awesome. thanks for tuning in. Travis Rosno, our new, new and 2018 regular recurring. We're going to try and get this guy on every single month. So as I close out all the shows for this year in 2018, remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, 
hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.